3: With John Carlo and Brian Goins, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heatbeat Podcast. I'm your host, John Carlo Navas. So with me today, we have Mr. Harrison Citron, Hot Take Harry. How are you, sir? I'm good. Glad to be here. Mr. Uh, co-founder Brian Goins, slash producer Brian. What's your what's your title now? Is it co-founder slash producer? Uh,
4: I'll take co-founder slash producer slash content manager.
3: There we go. Slash Brian me. is a jack of all trades. Ryan is a behind-the-scenes man that keeps us rolling. And for the second time on the program, Mr. Anthony Chang of the Palm Beach Post. How are you, Mr. Chang?
2: Good, good. I'm, I'm just surprised you guys had me back for a second time.
3: I mean, listen, you did such a good job filling into Jason Leisure's shoes. I mean, it was a low bar. I mean, <laughs> it was, he set the bar real low, but you know, you, you you cleared the hurdle and we wanted to have you back, man.
2: How many guys said no before you got to me? I mean, everyone.
3: Izzy, Izzy everyone. said no. Sedano, Barry, Lebatard. Yeah, I mean, we we have to go down. Jason said no, uh, but you know, <laughs> you were clutch, man. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> so I don't even know where to get started because we have. I want. I want to get in. I mean, Dwayne's obviously coming back to Miami tomorrow, so we got to get into that. Uh, we have some Tyler Johnson stuff I want to get into. Uh, we have some new segments. We're going to debut. I guess I want to start with something that happened last week. Anthony, you were covering the team up in Oklahoma City. What the hell was going on with James Johnson and a toilet and some ghosts?
2: I actually was not in Oklahoma City for the trip. My uh, partner Tom was on this trip. But failed, failed, I failed
3: this. Failed this. Anthony, I,
2: I have I have been filled in. I have been filled in on what happened. Give Apparently us a scoop. Just, Give us a deets. He was just sitting on the toilet and he felt the ground shaking underneath him, which is uh, an awful feeling I'm guessing. Terrifying and uh, he did not know what to do. So uh yeah, he was out, he was on the toilet during the earthquake, um, which is suddenly became one of my biggest fears, I think, when I heard that story. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's the worst thing that could happen to you during an earthquake, right? Being on a toilet, yeah. Uh, I, I- that's that's pretty bad. I
2: can't think of any. I can't think of much worse than
3: that. And it was confirmed that he was doing number two, correct?
2: <laughs> that I don't know. I know some people tweeted that. Again, I wasn't
3: there to get every single detail. We're uh, journalists. What, what was the
4: detail? Him sitting on a toilet or standing? Does he sit to pee? Because that'd be weird.
3: What, what's wrong with sitting no, to pee?
2: That's true. That's, that's true. Actually, it's true. Yeah, I guess you could assume that you
3: know. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Why are you slandering peeing sitters? No, what? come on what's wrong that's, with that that's weird that's in the strange. middle of the night oh in the middle of the night you don't want to turn the light on so you don't want to miss so you sit down what's wrong with that i know plenty of people that do that sounds like you do that i mean i do that <laughs> you know, I, you know cause, what's wrong with that okay i just i feel alienated what yeah, if I james mean, johnson is a sitting peer
2: i was gonna say i don't think james johnson i can't imagine that guy <laughs> being a sitting peer
3: <laughs> oh he's, he, I think he's bigger than people expect. That's a big man. Yeah, he, he he's is. Huge. So he's built
2: differently too. He's built different. I mean, he has his legs, his like calves muscles are ginormous. He is a big guy and he moves well for his size. Just by looking at him, you would never think he was so athletic and so you know, he can handle the ball. Um, he really moves moves well for his size because he is a he is a big dude
3: that play in Toronto that he had where he like took three dribbles and finished in like three seconds. I was like, what he has that in him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That that was a, that I mean, that's, I think that's why he's in the rotation. Derek Williams isn't because he brings that, 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 that quality along with his, you know, defensive ability and his physical play and rebounding and all that, which he has over Derek at this point. But he also brings the offensive game, which I, to be honest with you, I'm even surprised with, I, I didn't know he brought this, Um, to the table. You know, I think that's what intrigues Bolscher and why he's been in the rotation to start the season.
3: Has has Derek Williams taken this well? Because I think he had, I think during preseason you would imagine that he thought he was going to be a rotation player.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think he led the team in minutes in the preseason and um, most people thought he was going to start, you know, opening night. Yeah. Um, Then Babbitt was a starter on opening night and people were kind of surprised but they're like, oh, okay, maybe Derek will end up Playing more minutes, you know, kind of like Tyler Johnson. He doesn't start but still plays like 20, 30 minutes a game. Um, but, you know, Derek had, I think he got in last game for the first time this season, played a couple minutes. Um, he's played like three minutes all season. Plus four. Uh, four, yeah.
3: It, 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 no, he's plus four. <laughs> <laughs> plus four? In plus four in the season, man. Four. Leads the team in plus minus. There you go. <laughs> the secret. Not a call sacrifice. No, of course not. I mean, 3.2 minutes, It's. I, I think that's all we need.
2: <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I think he, he – we've talked to him a couple times since the start of the season. I think he was – I talked to him in the beginning, after opening night. He was surprised that he didn't play opening night. So I can only imagine –
3: He blindsided he, him?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what he said. He said he, he was a little bit surprised that he did not play opening night. Him and Spolcher had a conversation after the game. You know, he, Derek was kind of taking the approach of, you know, it's a long season, it's only been one game i 'm um, not panicking yet, but you have to think six games into the season um, a few minutes played i'm oh, sure why he's now. not too happy what? Now. yeah when does uh, when does Derek
5: williams revolt like when does he you know he comes down to miami for one year five million he obviously wants to try to build back up his stock uh, going back into free agency with a lot more money next year like when does Derek williams uh start getting angry that he's because yeah. even I, I like what uh, James Johnson does sometimes, but a lot of times um, he hears me. And I think Derek Williams can do, can do what he does to a degree, and maybe more effectively. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I mean, he could be already. We just don't know it. I, I think it would be later on in the season. And like you said, he, he's on a short term contract, so you would think he wants to. Like you said make his money. Um, which was a concern for this team heading into the season. There's a lot of guys in that situation. So they all are looking to make their money, and they all want to put up good numbers and, you know, impressive numbers. So you think at some point, and just by like judging by Derek's comments after the first game, that he wasn't thrilled by by not playing, I, you know, you would assume if this, if this continues and, you know, 20 games into the year he's played a couple games, um, you know, he could, could start, you know, getting unhappy and, Expressing his displeasure, but it is early. Like Amari last year, I think he barely played like over the first 20 games. Then he ended up starting um double, did, you know, making double two. I think over 20 starts in the season. So um, it's it's early. You know, things change, and we know what we know about Spolstra is he's not afraid to change rotation from one game to the next. He'll he change it, you know, drastically from one game to the other. So I think at some point Derek will have his time to get consistent minutes.
3: Real quick, what's going on with McRoberts? Because he's ready to play, he's not ready to play. Are they going to play him? I don't even know what's going on there.
2: Good question. I don't. We were talking to the other beat reporters. We we're, were all talking about that today. Um, he's apparently healthy, but I guess Sposher wants him to practice more um, before putting him in there. It's weird because Josh Richardson got cleared like – a and couple of before they put him back on the floor. Yeah, and just went in. Um, and Josh McRoberts has been not been on the injury report for like a week or two now, and he still hasn't gotten on the court. I mean, it's not like they don't have a need for him. I mean... But
3: they're so thin they up front. like
2: Yeah, exactly. It's not like they're, they're so deep and they really don't need him to play. Like, if he was healthy, he could legitimately be the starting power forward if they wanted him to be. You know, if he stays healthy. he there's You know, you could argue that he's the best power forward on the team. Um... So, I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, but, it, you know, you would think I assumed he would make a season debut, but you never know.
3: Yeah, I, that's so weird. Uh, I want to get into a little bit of Justice Winslow Harrison. I know we've been having this conversation on Twitter a lot. Winslow, in his increased role, the offensive production has plummeted. That tends to happen when a guy gets used more, usage goes up, efficiency goes down. What? I mean,. I don't, are we, people are revolting against poor justice. People are mad at him. We're getting the Devin Booker greater than tweets. I, Harrison, what's going on, man?
5: Um, you have a player that's not polished, who you knew wasn't polished, who's taking on more responsibility, and people are freaking out that he's not uh, doing well in six games. So, um, you know, it's basically the... They put a lot of pressure on Justice with all the articles before the season and the increased role, and he's you know he's, he's not performing to the standard where I think most of us would want him to be performing. Um, but I'm not ready to do anything drastic. I mean, my brother wanted to trade him. He sent me a text like, we got to get rid of Winslow. And I'm like, Trading you're the problem. You're, the problem. you're the problem with who? Twitter, man.
3: Hello?
4: Gianni? Where did Gianni go?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not hearing him. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I hit the cough button. And I accidentally left the cough button on because I've been coughing a lot. You were no, just was, going, and I was just sitting like, "Oh, it I must was, be on was, my yeah, end." I, I was saying that it runs in the hot takes run in your family.
5: They, oh man, it, it it's in our blood. It's in the Citron blood. We the just Citrin. fire them out.
3: Yeah. To speak to uh, what you are talking about about justice, so he's getting so many open shots. Almost half of his shots are coming wide open uh, as per synergy. Like, that's crazy. Teams are leaving him wide open, statistically so. And he's bad at these open shots. So, of course, go. They're they're
5: playing him like Tony Allen, right? So, I mean, he needs to get to the point where he's not Tony Allen, or he's a guy that's hitting, I don't know, you got to be able to hit a decent amount of wide open looks at some point. Uh, I don't know if it's a confidence issue, and he's just getting nervous every time one doesn't go in because some of his shooting numbers have been really bad. You know, the two for 13s. Um, are difficult to look at, even if you're just a box score watcher. And you just he needs to continue to work and get better. But I, I don't think it's a lost cause. I mean, the guy's 20 years old. He's in his second year. Um, some guys have picked up shooting later in their career. I mean, I don't want to use guys that are great at shooting now as an example because I feel like that'll just set the bar higher. But, you know, there are guys like Jason Kidd and Vince Carter couldn't shoot when they came into the league and became very effective three-point shooters by the end of their career. Like, could not shoot at all.
3: Chang, what do you think of these numbers? When whatever the NBA considers an open look, Justice is shooting under 35%. And he has almost half his shots coming from that range.
2: Yeah, he's not, he's not shooting well. I and mean, I think the interesting thing is he's taking the most shots on the team. Like yes. he, he's shooting 31% this season. And he's taking the most shots, which is probably not good for you know, the Heat. But I, I think, guess the, the no, encouraging logo. thing is his, the encouraging thing he is shooting. You know, at least it's not he's not kind of player where you know he's he's struggling and he is just kind of like to pass the ball. And you like that mindset because you think that sooner or later a guy that talented, um, you know, he's going to improve. He's going to improve. And I, I, to be honest with you, I don't think he will be a great shooter. I, I just don't think that's his game. I think people want him to be this three point shooter um, and maybe that's just not him. You know, like there's some players like Dwayne, for instance, you know, obviously I'm not comparing Dwayne, but Dwayne never needed the three-point shot. Um, you know, it, it'd be nice for Justice to develop that and he probably will improve with the shot, but, you know, maybe maybe that's just not his his style. Maybe he, he is going to end up being more of a facilitator, a guy that can run the offense at, at that size, who takes it to the basket, who, you know, maybe can hit a three here and there, but I, I just, this, this, Expectation we have for justice all of all of a sudden becoming a thirty-five percent three-point shooter. I, I just don't know if that will ever do that in his career. It doesn't seem like he doesn't. It doesn't seem like he, he has that in him right now. I mean, it's early, twenty years old, but I mean, it, it's bad. Like all his shots, they're not. A lot of them aren't even close. Um,
3: I think. But, I think he has to at least get to league average to be an effective. Like the difference between him and Dwayne is Dwayne always had the ball in his hand. Dwayne, it wasn't right. until late that he and Dwayne became an elite cutter. And Dwayne's also an elite finisher. I mean, I think nobody on the Heat right now is, was finishing at the rate Dwayne was in his prime. Like, Dwayne was automatic at the rim, and Justice isn't. So Dwayne had other tools and had the the ability to run the offense as a guard that Justice isn't going to have. No, that's
2: very true. I think you're right. Like, he's going to have to hit threes. Um, to be at advantage. least league average.
3: At least league average. At least
2: league average. Right, right. I just don't ever think he's gonna be a uh, above average three point shooter. You know, and that's okay. He could still be a good player. You know, like you said, being a, an average three point shooter, because he's such a good defender. Um, he brings so much, uh, you know, much, so much to the table that that's okay. But he's right a very now, good rebounder too. Yeah, very good rebounder, and he is. I mean, last year he was a good finisher on the basket. So you you would like to think think things. You know, law of averages, he'll um, start finishing more on the rim. It's just Right now, nobody's finishing around the room for the Heat, the, other than really Hassan, because teams are packing the paint, guys are driving in, they're, fine, they're getting to the basket, and there's four defenders there. And they're trying to force up, you know, obviously they see a layup, but there's four defenders, and it's tough, and that's why they're near the bottom of the NBA as far as field goal percentage um, at the rim.
3: I believe um, but- that they're last in the league, according to the media stats page, which I'm a part of now. Shout out to the NBA. Uh, I believe that they're last in the league. Let me just double check. But yeah, that's that's exactly what you're saying. Guys are packing the paint and they can't finish.
2: Exactly. So I, I, they were talking about it today. Soldier was talking about it. And, you know, what's the solution to that? Um, it's making that extra pass. I think guys are starting to realize we're getting to the paint, which is good. But teams are gonna pack the paint against us, so we gotta make that extra pass. And that goes for justice too. Get to the paint and just don't look for yourself. Look for Don't don't just try to finish. If there's a wide-open guy in the corner, you know, get, give it to him. Um, and that should loosen up the paint. But right now, that's a major issue. I think really that's the biggest story around the team's struggles right now. They're just not finishing in the paint, and that's because teams aren't giving the paint to them after that season opener. So, so they're going to have to start getting outside shots at some point, and, and looking for outside shots.
3: Harrison, I'm going to get to you a second, real quick. The Heat are last uh, field goal at the rim, and they're in the top half in attempts. So, they're, they're shooting a lot, like uh, Anthony saying, and they're they're missing a lot. Harrison, go
4: field goal percentage, or field goal makes, just really quick Field goal
3: percentage, okay. Field goal attempts are they're what's the percentage? Thirteenth, like fifty one. Okay. Yeah, fifty one point one. You don't think
5: it's like a Deion Waiters flu effect, uh you know? Oh, because that guy. Because when I used to, I mean, this is a terrible analogy, but it's fine. I'm going to run with it. When I used to coach, don't uh, do it. Ah! When I used to coach uh, younger kids, you know, teenagers. Any any games where my where my team started missing free throws, the whole team was awful at free throws. And the games when they were really like hitting the free throws, which is so hit or miss when they're younger, they were on. So is it possible they're watching Dion just throw up these terrible shots and just like, well, we gotta you know we just gotta help our teammate out here, so just flinging it up and making nothing.
3: You're saying that they're missing on purpose to make Dion Waiters feel better.
5: No, that was a hot
3: take I made up at the
5: end. But I think it. I think it. I think it could. I think it could be something where it's just it's a team flu. It's a Dion. It's the Dion Waiters flu. Uh, copyright that, please. It's
3: contagious. <laughs>
2: um, I, I mean, I don't, I guess you can't rule it out. But I, I just think they <laughs> don't, don't, don't. encourage him. <laughs> I'm not going to dismiss it. I mean, you never know. You never know. Oh my god. You never. It could be contagious. Dion Waiters. <laughs> But i I mean I just think guys are trying to be aggressive and especially after that first game where they they score whatever seventy six points seventy four points in the paint and they saw that they could do that and you know they're not, I mean in the preseason opponents were saying this team has a lot of guys who can attack the basket and they put a lot of pressure on the defense and the heat are trying to do that i mean that that's really probably what they do best I mean they have Hassan inside they have goran who finishes well on the basket Dion who it's probably a better, you know, attacker than a shooter at this point. Um, just shooting better than he's either. finishing, though. I know, I know, and I know it's, it's crazy. Like the numbers are crazy this year, but I, I think that they they're trying to play to their strengths, but it's just defenses aren't giving it to them, and they they have to see that, they have to realize that, and adjust. And
3: the offense blows. You know, man, I think that, so I, they have
2: to make that adjustment. They have to make that adjustment.
3: They're getting. I was looking at the numbers, they're getting so many open shots, and you watch the games, you see they're getting open yeah. look after open Babbitt 3, after open Babbitt 3, open Dion 3, open James Johnson 3, open Justice, B- like they're getting so many open shots, and they're getting all outside of the Justice shots, they're getting all the shots they want, and it's like right. and they're all bad shots, but they're all open. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and, and that's why Babbitt's in there, because Folger knows the teams are going to give them those open shots, and you know, like it or not, it's the best shooter on the team um, from three-point range. So that's why he's in there. He's getting those shots. It's just about hitting them. And I don't know if they have enough guys on the team that can consistently make those shots. I mean, that, I think that's, that's the issue. Like, it, are there yeah. enough guys on the team that can, make, can consistently, from game to game, make those shots and force Stevens to play them differently? I, I just don't know.
3: It's a testament to Spolstra and to Gorin and Hassan, by the way, that they're getting every shot that they want. And if they had a league average player at those positions, because I think what's happening here is they're being brought down by the like good value talent that they have on, on the court. And it's just debilitating because they're well coached. Gorin's playing really well. And Hassan, I don't even think Hassan's even played his best yet. But Hassan's producing at at, a, at an immense level, and if they just had guys that were okay, I mean, I guess they, ha- like they have below average guys. If they had guys that were okay to slightly above average, I don't think it'd be a question that this team would make the playoffs because of how, at, at least the offense runs fluidly. They just miss a lot of shots.
5: I, I, I think the sh- I think the shots will start to fall. I just think. You're having, like, a poor start to the season. And listen, this team is what it is. Like, we're going to have trouble against really good teams. We're going to have trouble on the road. We knew that coming in. You know, we're not going to go to Oklahoma City, who's, you know, one of the Are they good? NBA. I,
3: I don't even know. Are they good? Oklahoma City? I don't know if they're good. Are they good? Yeah. They, with with, Russell, with
5: Russell, Westbrook Russell, as Russell. An ang- Russell Westbrook as an oh, angry demon, uh, that team can be top four in the West. Like, he he's a locomotive... Um I don't even think he's that efficient of a player, but just his pure determination and will scares other teams. Like I think people are afraid of him. Russell Westbrook
4: puts the loco on locomotive.
3: Correct. Viva la vida loca. I wish we had like some imaging, like some Spanish imaging. What were you gonna say, Anthony?
2: No, I I I agree. Like I, I think so far. Things other than, other than the Charlotte game, which you could say that he probably should have won. They were up by, whatever, 19 at home. Um, the season has pretty much gone as people would expect. I mean, they, they won the opener against Orlando. They lost to San Antonio, which people expected.
3: They've only been favored uh, twice by Vegas. The Charlotte game, which yeah. they won, and, and the Kings game.
2: And they won one. I mean, they lost both I mean, games on the road, which people expected. Toronto... To win on the road with this team is probably not realistic. Um, and then they, they were
3: competitive on the road against Toronto. Like that was—I thought that was kind of impressive.
2: Yeah, I mean, for 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 a half, pretty much. Right? I mean, I guess going into the second half too, but yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, this team is so inconsistent right now. They're so inconsistent. Like they play so well in stretches, and then all it takes is six minute stretch, and they're you know, all that is for not. because they, It's, they, it's they the starters.
3: It the starters have yeah. this great net rating. It's like over 30. I haven't checked probably the Oklahoma City game through a wrench in that, but I know they were really good last Like That starting unit has played really well.
2: Yeah, and, and I was looking at it today. Hassan, I, I, before the season, Skolstra said, I want Hassan to play mid-30, maybe 36 minutes a game. He's averaging 30 minutes a game, which is fine. But
3: That's a foul trouble, I though. Think
2: they, yeah, they want to play him more. They, they, he has to stay on the floor for this team. There's a totally different team when he's not on the floor. He needs to stay out of foul trouble. When he's found himself in foul trouble, at least two out of his first six teams, maybe three if I remember correctly. I think it's three he found himself in foul trouble, you know. So that's a big issue too. If if he stays out of foul trouble, you know, and he just plays five or six extra minutes minutes, maybe they avoid that bad stretch, um, you know, without, with with him on the court. So, you know, that that could change things too. I just don't know. I mean teams are look, teams are looking to get him in foul trouble. That's the thing. So it's going to be tough, and he has to be disciplined, and he hasn't proven that yet through six games. But it's
3: early. I guess we got to move quickly. We have a lot. We have a little bit of time left. Um, What do you want me to, Anthony? I'm going to let you pick because we have one. We have one little stretch left to go, and then uh, we're going to let you go. Should I get into? Should I walk back some TJ slander, or should we uh, talk a little D Wade before he comes to Miami? What do you want to talk about? I'll I'll let you pick. We'll
2: have enough time to talk about don't worry let's, let's let's
3: discuss let's discuss Dwayne because okay he's coming back. Have, has have how it's kind of the quotes that Dwayne had the other day I thought were interesting because he was saying how he kind of gets how it is he was he really voiced that he was hurt and he felt backstabbed but he also threw in there that he loves and understands Riley which I thought was really interesting and kind of I guess akin to him, but I don't think anybody expected him to say that. I thought that was strong, and that kind of made me happy
2: yeah it was interesting and consistent with what he said I think throughout the whole summer like that he still loves Pat and you know he's learned that it's a business, but I also think a lot of it is both sides trying to put a lot of p r spin to the story.
3: Are you trying to you know,
2: ruin what? the mythology no I mean. I don't doubt, like, Dwayne and, Dwayne and Pat have been through so much together that I'm sure when it's all said and done, you know, they'll repair their relationship. But the fact that they haven't talked in almost six months, like, that's, you know, you could say you love a guy. And, you know, I'm sure deep down he loves him, but there's some there's some negative feelings there for each other. So I, I think tomorrow it'll be interesting to see if, you know, if we hear, you know, Dwayne, did you talk to Pat Riley? Did, did you end up, you know, did, did he come out of his way to talk to you or do you go out of his way to kind of break the ice um i'm really interested to see what happens when they're going to be in the same building tomorrow um you know you would think they're going to see each other somewhere in the arena um so it's going to be interesting to see what how that plays out tomorrow
3: two quick questions and then we'll let you go first do they hug
2: pat and Dwayne.
3: yeah if they see each other do they hug that's tough. I, I think, think, I I hug, think, man. I'll I'll think they hug, Matt. I think they hug it out. I think Riley it. tries to hug him. I think
2: a big hug or like
3: a like a pat on the back, like, like a hug, like oh hey, what's up, and just like a hug, and then like two or three taps on the shoulder, and then you know, release. All right. I mean, I can see that
2: happening. I think. Yeah, For TV think cameras. It, 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 yeah. 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 Dude, the PR <S laughs> spin. There you go. There you okay. Last
3: it. last thing. Yes or no? Does Dwayne cry? A tear. I think, I, th-
2: I think he tears up. I think he tears up. He he was te- he te- he almost teared up when he was speaking to us at his basketball camp days after he made the decision, and he had that oh, appearance in Miami. He looks
4: so crushed.
2: He was yeah. He was emotional. So I, I think tomorrow, when you know the fans are expected to give him like a standing ovation, and the highlight video plays that's in the first time out. and they kind of just see that and in the moment. I I. You know, I don't know if he'll cry, but I think tear, tear. his eyes
3: will yeah, will will we'll, well up with tears. I, have I lied one, to you when I said one more thing. I have we'll one, one question, oh, too.
4: I think my question's really important.
3: I think mine's the same. What are you going to ask?
4: I want to ask, why hasn't rally sent that email yet?
3: Oh, I don't care about that. Don't answer that. I'm not I'm not doing this email propaganda. Where do you put the emails? No. Don't answer don't that, know. Chang. Don't answer that. Don't feed the machine.
4: What server is he using? <laughs>
3: A slow one, apparently. Are you, are you, are you excited for tomorrow to, to cover that? That must that must be really cool.
2: Yeah, no, it is. It, it is cool, and especially like you know, I I grew up watching Dwayne as a kid. Like you know, I was when he got drafted, I was thirteen or fourteen years old. You know, so I, I grew up watching him. I think that's going to be a cool moment, you know, in Miami sports history, South Florida sports history. He's he's probably the greatest athlete ever down here, you know, and Not by good, far, for sure. It's going to be a memorable,
5: be a memorable, memorable was, moment for sure. You were 13 when Wade got drafted. Am I older than you? I'll be
2: 28. Yeah, you're older than me. I'm 27. Oh 000. my Ooh. gosh. All right. Mr. Well, Chang, you're, so you're living the dream. Thank close. you so
3: much for coming on, man.
2: Hey, no, no problem. Happy to be on. Hey, Have take care.
3: Night. Hey, everybody check out Anthony Chang. Where can they follow you on Twitter? Cause you're doing great stuff.
2: Um, at Anthony underscore Chang
3: C H I A N G, best man covering the heat right now. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks,
2: guys. Thank you. Have a
5: great night. Take care.
3: So that was Anthony Chang of the Palm Beach Post. Uh, gracious with this time.
5: I
4: think. That's uh,
3: the, I, boy, I, I thought, thought he was, was so much older
5: know? than that. Like I never really. He's looked so into the young. What are you just, talking about? I don't know. I only like I never like clicked on his picture and really looked. So I just saw this picture. And I'm just like, oh, he must be like in his 30s. Like, Jason Leisure looks younger than him.
3: No, but Jason Leisure has a hairline. Yeah, that's true. Jason's hair. Uh, Harrison, are you going to get emotional at the game? We're, we're both going. But you're I'm you not, don't, I'm not. You don't do that.
5: I'm not sure. I was at LeBron's first game back uh, in Miami, which was cool. That was the Christmas game. But and...
3: You're king slander, though.
5: Yeah, but I gave him a standing ovation. You know, Wait, and- what? Yeah, listen, man, like... Team, I can- Petty, Team President Petty President, President. Yes, gave
3: LeBron thinking. a standing O? Fraud. A bigger fraud than Trump.
5: Whoa. I don't like being in the same sentence as that name. <laughs> um, no, but I... Um... No, I stood up. I gave him his, you know, I gave game is due, and that was it. I booed him for the rest of the game. Now I was listening to Levitar today, and they said instead of booing, we should just moo because mooing makes you happier. And I, I'm in, I think I might do that tomorrow. I might moo. I might just be like moo, moo, and we'll see what happens. But I feel better right now. That's a good idea. Mooing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm. I'm probably gonna cry. I, I'm. I'm. You're. You're camera. definitely going to cry. There's I not even emotions, a doubt in my do. mind. Yeah, I I'm I, uh, I emote very publicly, and I've cried thinking about crying, by the way. Like, I've cried, like, I've teared up thinking about the montage when he comes out and he, he raises his hand and waves, like.
5: Uh, yeah, but to be honest with you, it's more about, like, how they left, because I, I really enjoyed the game when Mike Miller came back with the Grizzlies. I, wow, dude, cool. that was one of like, my that was, favorite that was cool games game. I've ever been to. That was a great game because we were getting our butt kicked, and in the fourth quarter, there was this little kid in front of me. He was probably like four or five, and he turns to his mom, and he's like, we're going to lose. I think we're down by 13 in the fourth or something ridiculous. And I turned to the kid, and I was like, listen to me right now. You don't have the guts. I was like, we are winning this game, okay? Do not worry, okay? And then for the rest of the quarter, every time I made a shot, he looked back at me like I was some god, you know? Some demagogue. Demagogue, sorry. And... I, it was true. We came back and we won. It was such a great game. But
3: outstretched. Yes.
5: But that was that was cool because you know the team really liked Mike and to give him his ring and all and all that other
3: stuff. Did you see the so, pregame when they were mauling him while he was sh- shooting yes. around? That was so cool, yeah. dude. So uh, that was more not that I not that I I'm not much of a crier.
5: I feel like you, yeah, you cry for a lot of anime and stuff, but not me. Oh, I- you know, I don't really cry. I don't cry a lot. So. I mean, I'll probably be. It'll be weird seeing him in another uniform. I'm sure he's gonna kill us tomorrow. Like I, I know he's gonna. I know he's gonna have like forty. Would you 40. have
3: it any other way
5: though? I'd, I'd love. I'd love him to do well in that game and us for to win. Um, but honestly, I'm just. I'm really unfortunately. I think Wade's gonna get hurt soon. So I'm just. I just hope that doesn't happen. But I had this bad feeling. Here's like
3: the rest It's like I the rest it. of 2016. It's 2016 stays letting us down, man. Hear me out on this because I was thinking about the game tomorrow and I, I was thinking when when LeBron played Cleveland, it was kind of LeBron in the heat against the Cavs. Right. So there was this whole storyline of LeBron going home. It was a very hostile environment. Right. And I, I think the ultimately most interesting storyline there was him winning at Cleveland. Right. Because it was him validating his decision to leave. Because he left for, cha- he didn't leave for money. He left for championships. He left, and he left that, fa- like, there was something, it was him against the fans. When, the same thing with Toronto. Then when LeBron left Miami, and the Heat played LeBron, it was, I felt it was the same, right? It was like, Miami still had stars Chris and Chris and Dwayne and Hassan, and they were, they were going up against LeBron, and they were actually competing for each other. Now, since the Heat kind of stink. And the fans like Dwayne. It's not like it's Dwayne against the fans. Like, if Miami beats Dwayne, I think that's kind of a boring storyline. Like, if Dwayne plays well and wins, I think that's very interesting. And obviously, I want the Heat to win. But I'm talking about just an interesting narrative standpoint. I think it's most interesting if he beats Miami, right? And has a good game. People will be there
5: tomorrow for weight, right? I'm not not sure if the Heat continue to lose or shoot the way they're shooting. I'm not sure, like, you know, people are – there are going to be as many people showing up. I mean, there's always going to be the, you know, I think the sellout element because these tickets get sold. But in terms of how many people are actually there is a different story. So, yeah, I mean, the international – international. The national story would be, you know, does – how does Wade look against his old team? How does his new team look? Like, that's more interesting. Uh, yeah, the Heat beating the Bulls probably wouldn't be much on a regular night in November. Uh, people want to see what Wade can do, and I'm not... I don't think it was necessarily bad for either side, for Wade or for the Heat. I just think it was kind of time to move on, and, you know, I mean, I it, dis- it's I sad. With,
3: I disagree with you there. I know you do. I but, get uh, why you think that, but, um, wow, the... The Celtics are getting thudded, dude. They're Were they playing? 34 Oh, they're, they're having team, a bad start That team's not that good, dude. They're struggling early against bad teams. I'm surprised
5: because the team was good last year with a bunch of nobodies, and they added Horford, who I, I like quite a bit as a player. No, he's not. He's not playing player. well. Uh, I'm not sure. It might take time for them to get together, but uh, to get it together. But I really, I think the issue with, with Wade and why the comments bother me and the more he talks. And I know, I know he's being asked questions so he can answer any way he wants. Oh, wait, um, let me
3: pause you. Should we, should we fire up our segment or do you want to wait? Like, is this going to fall in line? Let's,
5: let's wait, let's wait a little. Cause I don't really know where I'm going yet. I mean, the, okay. the, the great, the greatness of the hot takes is they literally fly out of like, orifices. I didn't know I had, I realized I probably just said that word wrong, but orifices. Um, but I'll take it. I, listen, I think that he, doesn't really understand exactly what happened. I mean, he says he knows what happened, right? But I don't think he does. Um, You know, he talks about he was happy Bosch got his money. He's happy this guy got his money. But I I think if we sat down and asked Wade about the salary cap, I'm not sure if he would actually understand it. Maybe that is my hot take. I don't know if Wade understands the salary cap. Are
3: you calling Dwayne stupid?
5: I'm calling him naive, I think is what
3: I want to say. That's your move, dude. That's your move. You call people naive. Yeah, I mean, it's a good word. I'm I'm starting to learn this. It's, yeah, it's the hot take carry lingo. But
5: I really do think there's some confusion there. I mean, the Heat offered him all they could. I realize he says he would have liked that offer earlier on the table, but he was also on a cruise um, with the Devils. So it's not, like,
3: the pillar of you. You know, it's
5: not like there was that much wiggle room. The Heat went after Hassan, which they had to, or he was probably going to the Mavericks. And they you know wanted to sit in a room with KD. Whether that was smart or not is up for debate, but... You know, it seems like Wade knew the plan and then didn't want to know the plan, right? The the can same Dwayne,
3: way I. Can you blame him for him wanting in the third year and them not giving it to him?
5: I'm not sure if I blame Dwayne Wade, the the basketball player, the guy who's done everything for the Heat. Um, you know what he's done for the you know the basketball in Miami, but I think. I think, like, if you want to win, if you want to do well, you'd have to say he needs a little bit of blame. And I know you asked Anthony if they were going to hug Riley and Wade tomorrow. I don't think they will. Um, I think a lot of their issues comes back to LeBron leaving with Wade knowing and not saying anything. And that, that crushed whatever relationship Riley had with them. Like, it was never, it's never been the same after that. When they do a really good 30-for-30 30 30 on, the, on the big three, that'll be, like, the moment when the relationship completely deteriorated.
3: I love that you say that because I can't think of a more interesting team in my lifetime. I don't know if I'm saying that just because I'm from Miami, but that team was just immensely interesting, immersive. It had so many elements. It had kind of the rock star vibe, the way they got together, the way they broke up, how they existed in this space that we will probably never see again in American sports because they changed how teams get looked at, right? Like, imagine like if the if this the, if this uh, Warriors team happened six years ago, could you imagine the dumpster fire that would be around them? It's relatively yeah. quiet now. And the, the Celtics were
5: an interesting case study before because of like because of the team they put together. And if they hadn't got injured, I think they would have won more than one championship. But they weren't all free agents. They, they weren't all in the prime the of their jump. careers. Yeah, and they weren't. They weren't all. Uh, you know, they weren't the guys in the prime of their career, and they weren't guys that were just. I mean, you you could argue that all these guys were superstars when they came down to Miami. Um, it's one of the most. I mean, they could do a really fascinating case study on that team, on the pressure from inside the team itself, on the pressure from outside, from fans and media, and then the weird hate that Miami gets because we're Miami. Uh, I mean, there's just, there's just no denying that Miami as a city. Uh, faces more hate than other places. I mean, listen, fans leave really everywhere, but for some reason, <laughs> people leave early in Miami. It's national news, and they don't even talk about it anywhere else. So, it really is a it really was a fun team to watch. I mean, I, as I as I remove myself from the hate of uh, LeBron leaving, and I still don't wish him well. Um, though, I mean, those years were cool, man. We'll never see something like that again. Ever like I you know I, I have to I have to tell my kids about where I was and you know my reactions and just the response and people banging on pots and pans and came on
3: the precipice of precipice wow I can't yeah we're, we're doing we're doing real good with words today I mean woof we got the best word I don't even want to try that word again you guys know what I mean hashtag uh, Heat
4: beat seven ninety
3: yeah <laughs> hashtag Heat beat seven are you listening intercom Alex <laughs> Len Brian the Beast London out we speak good. We speak. We is good. Um, what was I saying? God,
4: words. Precipice. You said
5: precipice of
4: something. Oh yeah, this
3: know. team was on that thing of social media, right? Like we were at the age where that was coming, uh, coming in. True. So, so like Twitter boomed around that time, which I think heat Twitter community is kind of was kind of born of that in a way, right? I mean, social media has a big impact. I'm always wondering because I was.
5: I was still fairly young at the end of, like, Jordan's uh, reign. Uh, Social media with Jordan would have been really interesting. Like, just just a really... Yeah, Jordan and Barkley are just very divisive figures in general, both as basketball players and as people. And it just would have been interesting to see, like, what had happened. I don't know if... I don't know. Listen, regardless of how I feel about these guys, the beating they take both physically from the game and mentally from everything around them, including social media is insane. Like I don't know how they concentrate on basketball and do as well as they do in this era where everything they do is dissected. Can I also say something else that I missed way earlier? I knew that he were going to get crushed against against OKC on Monday when That's I heard that so uh, that it was uh what was it justice and uh, TJ were cuddling up under the covers from the ghosts. Like I I knew it was over. I knew like there's no you can't win a game when you're afraid of ghosts, okay? There's no Ooh. way when, you're, when your when two best young players are cuddling up under the blankets like uh, Scooby and Shaggy, you got you got no you got no chance.
3: So I guess we know now that Justice and Tyler believe in ghosts.
5: They believe in ghosts. They believe in each other. They believe in uh, in comforting each other, and That's it didn't funny. work.
3: No, ghosts aren't real. They have to not be scared.
5: I would say that I am uh, on the side that I don't think goes surreal, but supernatural things tend to happen, and it's hard to deny a lot of those things. So no, sorry, that
3: Listen, J- justice has to be bigger than that. Justice and TJ—they're—they're they're, going to soon be the faces of this franchise. They got to be yeah, grow up.
4: I'm telling you, so you Justice just- needs to cut his hair,
3: dude. Brian, what are you to cut? Just stop. Brian is on this like Twitter crusade and he's like, justice needs to cut his hair. And everybody's ignoring you because it's a terrible idea. How's it it's terrible? Borderline, it's,
5: it's borderline racist.
3: I think. Yeah. No, uh, thank you for saying that because you just want, like he has wacky hair and it's awesome. And Brian's like, I want it to be clean cut. I'm all about, I'm
5: all about guys with like, enjoy the style. I, I told you, I don't like the Luke Babbitt thing. He looks like it's ruining uh, his I jump shot. Last... He cut, who is it? You that says he looks like he cuts his own hair. No, someone else, someone else said that. i said he looked like he he's locked in his parents basement and gets let out once a day that's that's <laughs> what you look that's, that's so listen we're talking about restyling luke babbitt's hair let justice do it but otherwise it's possible that justice is seeing ghosts when he's shooting and
3: that's why he's missing you know what that's a better theory than anything we have said yeah. on this show yeah no I mean, his shot possible.
4: releases off because of his hair
3: Okay, Brian, listen, you gotta, listen, go back to being quiet, okay? The, don't, you know what? <laughs> don't, where's your muzzle?
5: Yeah, I, I don't think it's, Brian, I don't think it's the hair. I mean, listen, we could do it. We could try it. We could just be like, Jay Justice, you know, I think you were better when you you, know, you had a shaved head or whatever, or less hair. And, you know, see how he responds. But I think he's going to respond with, I'm going to wear my hair the way I want
3: and you should be quiet.
4: Hashtag Winslow's Fro got to go.
3: Oh, my God. That's bad. I'm going to have to walk back some uh, some TJ Slander.
5: Yeah, can you do that? Because he's been
3: excellent. (sighs) Yeah, he's he's made me eat it in a way that I'm uncomfortable eating it. Can can I say something that's that's
5: ridiculous and you're going to be mad, but it's true? Maybe this is my hot take. Fire up the music.
3: fire up the imagery. Let's go.
1: And now it's time for a new segment we like to call "Hot Take Harry." Take Harry. Harrison Citrin has been waiting all week long. All week long. to fire up some of his latest spit firing takes. Spit firing takes takes so strident and cocksure Trident and cocksure, that you don't care if they are both ridiculous and wrong. Ridiculous and wrong. Ridiculous and wrong. Because you love it, because you love it, because you, love it. Because you love it. It's going to be lit it's going to be lit. it's going to be
3: lit. And that imaging is so long you need to change that. We'll shorten it, but I like it. I'm like
5: I love the British guy. I love the music. I like the ending. Anyway, uh, Tyler Johnson has actually been better than Dwayne Wade this season, um, and that's because oh. Tyler Johnson, and that's because Tyler Johnson plays defense, uh, something that Dwayne Wade has become allergic to in his last few years. And now that he's left the Heat, because Fred Hoiberg doesn't know what defense means, and that team is allergic to defense. So Tyler's been better. Tyler's oh, been a revelation. No, he hasn't. Tyler's been a revelation, and Tyler will continue to be better than Dwayne Wade in his long, illustrious career. Uh, Wade You're only a has psycho. a few years left. You're a psycho. And that's what we're. That's, that's the hot you take. You are uh, a psycho. Now, I'm probably going to eat it tomorrow, which I do. I go take Maybe. care.
3: He's going to own Tyler, and he's going to dun- Listen, Westbrook's my hero for doing what he did the other day, dunking on okay. Tyler and then walking over him. Okay. Thank so you,
5: West, Russ. West, Westbrook's a savage, but honestly, um, it's arguable that uh, t- Tyler has been better than Wade this year. And the more the more Wade shoots on the outside, the more he will continue to regress. And that team's going to be—he's going to have trouble, you know, scoring if he doesn't go back to his game, 45%. which is drive to the basket.
3: You know that's going to go down. You know, it's, I don't it's know, ab- dude. I don't even know anymore. It's an aberration. It's I don't an know aber- anymore. It's ha- it's, dude. I don't know anymore. Your thing on on Dwayne being better than Tyler, Dwayne has so much more responsibility, and Dwayne does a million more things on offense. Like Tyler's not, Tyler's a good shooter, and I guess so is Dwayne this year. You know, uh, but, Tyler, Tyler's shooting fewer threes than Dwayne, by the way. I don't know,
5: but I'm being serious. Like if you factor in offense and defense, right? Uh, I think Tyler's been the more all around player. Uh, I don't think Dwayne's you know, been but,
3: terrible defensively. Man,
5: he's, 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 defensively. Already, he's already walking back. Like when he when he gets discouraged
3: already. I mean, but um, Tyler plays hard. I can't deny that. And I, I don't know. I, I don't even know
5: the Bulls' record. I'm not sure if I didn't look. Uh, I don't think they're making the playoffs. I, I think they're. I think they're a fragile team. Uh, Rondo's a lunatic.
3: Wade hopefully stays healthy, but you know his, his legs. He's got a
5: lot of miles on those legs.
3: If Rondo gets hurt, that might be the best thing to happen to that team. That's true. I'm hoping Miranda stays
5: healthy, but, um, yeah, I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting big things from the team. Now the other teams I thought would be good aren't doing great either. So, you know, I'm not on, I'm not on the best role. I just, um, I think that seems like tend to
3: overachieve in the playoffs. So Harrison,
5: right. But what I'm saying is it seems like the bulls are making really tough shots that they, that they won't make and will end up progressing. And the heat are missing pretty, pretty, uh, easy shots that they should be making. And those will end up uh, pushing up towards a positive regression. So I will
3: provide a counter to that in which the Bulls have tough shot makers. Dwayne has hit tough shots, so life. Jimmy Butler makes tough shots. Those guys are built for making inefficient shots. The Heat are missing wide-open shots with guys that are below average. That would be my counter-argument. Not that you're wrong, uh, because I expect the numbers to even out in both directions. However... I think, in the playoffs or when games get tight, you kind of favor the Chicago style that would drive smart basketball people insane. I,
5: I think we're knocking the heat a bit based on a very a very small sample size, you know, as you like to call it a small sample size theater Six games. and and it's very small, and we've played good teams. I mean, like Anthony was saying, we've lost the teams that you probably expected us to lose to if you had you know if you were a betting person, so Alex Toledo not...
3: on the website yeah. wrote a, a a piece that said this is the only bad loss Miami's had,
5: which was a bad lo- oh bad loss in terms of That's how the much. The Thunder was by? the only
3: bad loss, yeah. Because those other, are those other losses bad. I
5: think the Hornets' loss is bad just because of the circumstances, but obviously you've seen that they're that they look like a team that can make some noise in the East this year. So uh, you know I don't think it's necessarily bad, and they're well coached, and they ended up you know. Uh, adjusting in the second half and and killing us because of it so uh yeah and i could agree with that 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 was really the only bad loss i mean listen people are going to get more angry if we end up picking up more losses but if you look at the schedule it's not that easy and there are a lot of teams that could be beating us so you know i mean we, we most of us what was the average of the heat beat was we were right we were right at 500 right the collective group I think It was, was
3: 38 wins
5: Thirty-eight. I thought. I thought we had originally. We were like forty-one and forty-one. So, listen. If everything fell right, we were gonna. We could sneak into the playoffs. If things don't go right, if you know, if Hassan is not as engaged, if we can't hit open shots, they'll eventually trade Goron, and then we have no shots. So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of where we are. I'm not. I'm not mad. I mean, there's nothing I've been watching where I'm getting super frustrated. The only thing I, I forgot to ask Anthony was, "Are you guys? Um, what about this long leash bow hats? Is that? Does that?" like bother you should be making more adjustments in game should be trying other guys i mean because that's my complaint about spo is that he doesn't react to the game quick enough while it's happening
3: i would disagree with you because i think in the playoffs dwayne has uh i'm sorry spo has spo does make changes i don't think that's something that he doesn't do I mean, he's constantly changed his starting lineup. He adjusts, he tinkers, he makes... makes, I remember specifically in the Spurs season, in the Spurs series of 2013, he was making adjustments every game. It was game-to-game adjustments. Maybe... I don't know if he's slow on it. I just think he kind of waits for things to happen because he doesn't jump ship quickly. I guess, is that what you're saying, that he doesn't jump ship have yeah have you ever
5: met people that are just very very bright where it takes them like even longer maybe to respond to a question you ask like you ask them a question you view as simple and their response takes longer because they're thinking of like exactly how they want to phrase it that's Spo with in game management i think he like sees things he doesn't like and is thinking okay maybe i could tweak this or tweak that but by the time he's ready to do that like The the other teams already ran off a big. Or times where you're like, man, Spoke could really use a timeout. And he's sitting there, like, uh, you know, trying to just, like, get the timeout together. Um, Those are my brief, like, things that I just haven't really liked that I've been watching where, uh, listen, you got a lot of timeouts to use. You have a lot of guys on your bench. Why wouldn't you throw Derek Williams out there for three minutes and see what he does? If he's horrible, then we're all dumb and you take him back out. And you're just like, all right, Derek, that's why you're not playing, because you stink. You know, but if you don't play him, you never know. And um, you know, people on, in general on this on on Heatbeat are always like, "We don't see what happens in practice," which is true. But I think it's worth a shot. You never you ne- even if even the guy had the worst practice, you never know what he's going to do out on the court, and vice versa.
3: I kind of tend to side with how Spo reasons these things out. Like you have your sample, and you kind of ride it with your guys because you trust them to correct it. And I also think you buy a little bit in your locker room with that. If you, tr- if somebody's not, if things are not going well, and you kind of stick with a couple guys when maybe you could yank them, I think that buys something with you because if you're just yanking them at the first sign of trouble, I think guys tend to lose a little bit of like, hey, coach, come on, you, you don't trust me. I think in the playoffs, Spo has a has a lot. I mean, if you remember the Mike Miller thing, it was if he wasn't making the first one or two threes, he was getting yanked. You know, like so, we've seen Spo in the playoffs have a quick hook with guys. I just think a lot of times, especially in the regular season, he really lets it play out to see what he has and see how guys but, but do in adversity.
5: Gianni, he needs that hook with guys that you've described as below average, right? It's one thing if but you're, like, wait, letting... you're
3: replacing him with another. I mean, like you having shooting problems and what? do you, I mean, justice, justice is not shooting well. I mean, what are you gonna? Do? You're kind of stuck with him, right? Uh, yeah, I'm fine with justice. I I just think
5: like I don't know.
3: I, I would. Listen, I, I
5: would just be more active. I mean, that, that's not necessarily the best way to coach. Uh, Spo is more of an, a passive coach where he kind of lets his guys figure it out. But uh, especially when it seems like no one's hitting shots, I would be more proactive.
3: Because like Ellington's, Ellington's hurt, and I guess it's just Derek. I mean, we, are we arguing about Derek Williams and his hair? Pro- probably. I mean, I'm I, I'm a big D. Will fan, even though I don't know much about him. So that's that's how a it big, works. No, Winslow's <laughs> hair. I got stop, Brian. Listen, how about you do your job and get us the mailbag imaging? Because we're going to do some mailbag right now. We have some. You can check us out at the hashtag MHB mailbag.
4: Send us your hot takes and questions.
1: Welcome to a new segment we like to call the Heatbeat Mailbag. You've sent us your questions and hot takes using the hashtag MHB mailbag. Now it's our turn to give you our answers and tell you how wrong your opinions are.
3: And what do we got here? Oh, from um from hot take Harry. I wonder who that guy is. Spo is one of the best coaches in the NBA while simultaneously not being anything special. Hashtag MHB You agree yeah, with um, that,
5: Harrison? Um, that guy is on to something. I um, I I think that I think what I was trying to get at was that even though Spo is one of the best of the best in the league and you know, people want to fire Spo. There really is not a better replacement out there. I don't think he's like that amazing. I think he has a lot of flaws that uh, he needs to work on, and we're seeing them exposed with this team. I think we'll see them more this year. I don't think Spo's the end all be all, like a lot of people do. I think he's one of the better coaches in the league, but also not anything amazing. And I think he needs to work more to get this team uh, up to shape. And he needs to adjust more. And you're a
3: Spo hater. But-
5: no, I'm not. I'm just a realist. I, I've I've seen Spo. I've seen his flaws, and there's just things that he has to work on and will work on. He'll get better. He'll get better.
3: Reach into the mailbag. Let's see what else we have. We have time for two more. All right. Next question: Are we in line for a top ten pick? Hashtag MHB mailbag. From who was that? That was from deplorable white kid at F I N S. F, a, I hate these long. Just I'm not gonna read your Twitter handle's too difficult. I'm not even gonna say it. Me too. He also yeah. voted for Trump. Did he?
5: Yeah, the poor the white kid. Yeah, I think I think it's a joke, right? I don't. Who knows? Everyone was joking and then voting behind their back. So top ten pick. I don't know. What say you, Gianni?
3: I don't think so. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be an eight seed. I think. I think the East is pretty bad and I think they'll have a chance. I think 30, I think 38 wins will get you in. I,
5: I think I think the East is worse than people thought, especially Jorge was so high on the East. I don't know what he was talking about. Jorge Sedona. Um, uh, but I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs and top 10 would be... I don't think they're going to be a top 10 pick, but I think they're going to be in the lottery. Okay, one more.
3: Reaching in, what do we got here? Let's find a good one. Okay, from Crab, from at Crab Smut Peddler, our boy Crab <laughs> Bumpy should be starting over Dion. He has a skill set that goes beyond shouting and one as he crashes his car into a pole. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh, dude, crap! I'm all about the Dion starters. That starting lineup is good. I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't even put Richardson in the starting lineup. I not kind of. I'm, kinda, I like I'm with you, man. I
5: I kind of like the starting lineup. I I don't like Dion closing the game. So I, what I do is no uh, problem, have ver- have a very very short leash on Dion. Like I said, you start him, see what he does. If he goes out there and makes a couple layups, which odds are he won't, uh, then cool. If he doesn't, you got to pull him out of the game.
3: And- I think he's matchup specific at the end of the game and depending how he's going. Something that I will piggyback off off of what we're like. I think Spo does a good job of writing hot hands at the end of games. Like, he's not a slave to a closing rotation. That changes game to game.
5: I would agree with you there. And the the thing that's interesting about Dion is he's been so confusing because he... um, Man, he had that pretty good game against the Kings, but it was this game where he's just doing everything you don't want him to do and he'd end up hitting shots. He misses layups, and his one-on-one defense has been good, so... He's confusing, but I kind of like Richardson and TJ off the bench. We'll see what happens. Dion could also be moved if, throughout the season, lots lots going on. All
3: right, guys, thank you so much for our show. We we didn't have a funny. We always have a funny ending, and we didn't have a funny ending. Um, that was your cue to say something funny.